All right, everybody, welcome in. It is finally draft week for your draft week episode of the Blue and Orange Football Podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. I am your host, host Jacob, over at Rochism13 on Twitter, joined as always by my co-host Isaac over at Isaac10G on Twitter. And we have a very, very special episode for you guys tonight. Isaac, how we doing over there? We're doing great. Uh, guys, it's going to be an exciting evening. It's an exciting week. The NFL draft um, officially kicks off at the end of this week. And we've got some special uh, special guests on our website. And uh, a fellow Giants fan um, and my brother, Aaron Gaston, is on the line. It's, it's, it's really cool to have the opportunity to speak together with you guys, Browns fans, um, about the New York Giants. Uh, we're going to be getting into overall on the show. We're going to do another mock draft. We did this a couple weeks ago. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We're going to do it again with a, a different set of eyes and a different set of opinions. Um, and you also, Jacob, have a guest um, speaker. for the Yes, show. I do. So a, a, a Browns guy, a dude that if you follow me, you know, I tell you, you need to follow him. Uh, Brad Ward writes over at USA Today, uh, Sports Media Group's Browns Wire, and he's the host of Another Blue Wire Hustle podcast, All Eyes on Cleveland. I think Brad is a fantastic follow for anybody that uh, wants to know anything about the Browns. Uh, Brad, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing outstanding. I'm uh, honored to be here and appreciate the invite. Uh, it's awesome. I'm, I'm excited. Draft week. Kid doesn't get any better than this. Finally here. Uh, it feels like it's been too long, like that it's too Way late. Too three, three years ago today, Baker Mayfield. Let's just yes. remember... Did you did you see side note before we start the draft? Did you see his uh, presser today where he confirmed he does believe in aliens? Uh, I well, yeah. So he, he explained the story, yeah, about how he saw the uh, the uh, him yeah. and uh, Emily saw the UFO or a flash or something like that. Yes, but so. right, it, it was very ve- a very vague description. But I'll tell you what, if 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 six believes, I believe. Yeah, so, yeah. That's I, I don't have a problem. It's better than thinking the world's flat like Kyrie did. So <laughs> we're not, we're not even getting into that tonight. <laughs> All right, guys. If we're ready, I have got the Giants selected. I've got the Browns selected. I'm going to hit this mock draft. So the Giants, you guys will be on the clock very, very soon. And I'm going to go ahead and hit it and let's get this thing rolling. I'll let you guys know if anything really weird happens. Um, yep, they picked Mac Jones third in this, so that's weird. Here we go. Oh, that, I'm telling you, if they pick Mac Jones tomorrow, I don't even. I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna comment. Okay, so you guys got a couple of trade offers here, right off the right off the rip. But I'll go ahead and read you uh, the top prospects where you guys are looking at eleven. So your top five guys on the board for uh, for the Giants: Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver from Alabama. Rashawn Slater, the tackle of Nor- out of Northwestern. Uh, the other Alabama receiver, Devontae Smith, is there. Christian uh, Darisol, the tackle from uh, Virginia Tech. And you also have Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. Aaron, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think uh, it's, it's an exciting week. Um, this is something that I think Browns and Giants have in common, and that is the draft week is the most exciting week of the season for us, uh, at least yes. that's been the last uh, several years. So um, so it's nice to get to draft week. I think we both have more to look forward to this season than uh, any of the seasons in recent memory, so I'm excited about that. You know, I, I really think the Giants have an interesting decision here to make. 
Uh, I think they can go with Michael Parsons, the great linebacker out of Penn State. Um, a four three six forty for a linebacker is pretty impressive. That's really rare. Um, uh, they also, I think, uh, I don't know how the mock draft is going, but I, I think uh, Panay Sewell will be a pick that's right there for them, or potentially Devontae Smith. And uh, rumor is this week that uh, Coach Judge likes Devontae Smith. Um, the general manager, Dave Gettleman, likes Micah Parsons. And then there's some folks that even like uh, J.C. Horn. He's a cornerback out of South Carolina. Um, J.C. Think- Horn, he went right before you guys to the Cowboys. Uh, sorry, I forgot that. Um, yeah. I think uh, Giants go with Micah Parsons, first linebacker we've drafted in uh, 38 seasons, I think I read. Um, uh, that's wow. before- Carl Banks was the last drafted linebacker who also played for the Cleveland Browns back in the day under Bill Belichick. So look at that. All of it ties in. Yep. Yep. So I think that all ties back, but I I like the giants taking Michael Parsons, uh, give something special on the defense. If not, I see them going, um, uh, going for that wide receiver. If one of the receivers falls. Yeah. I mean, and I think, Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, If I believe in our first draft a few weeks ago, I also selected Micah Parsons. That is yeah, um, that is correct. Off mm-hmm. board number one, because I think that, you know, when the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley and when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones, they're looking for best available in the position that they thought that they were getting, right? And, of course, Saquon Barkley during that draft, it, he was arguably probably the best available player in the draft. Um, athletically and talent-wise. So in this aspect, they need help on the defensive side of the ball, especially in linebacking core. And like Aaron has said, the the stats and the ability of Micah Parsons is next to none. With that being said, even with the picks of pickups of Kenny Galladay um, and offensive weapons during free agency, I would not be surprised if Dave Gettleman goes through and does pick up Devontae Smith. Um, and the reason I say that is probably – as far as athletic ability, we haven't seen a receiver in a draft quite like this. His range, his ability, his length, all of those things. He's difficult to cover. He's super fast. Um, it's going to be interesting. I wouldn't be upset either way, I suppose. Um, I think I would prefer if we were to see a Micah Parsons pick because I was hate. I would hate to think that, you know, you spend all that money on Kenny, Kenny Galladay and then go and pick up a receiver right after that. Well, I mean, so that to me, the consensus is is, is out on Micah Parsons. Is is that what I'm getting here? I think so. Yeah, I think um, you know uh, the Buckeyes drafted Saquon uh, about three years ago, and so they've got the inside scoop on Micah Parsons. There's been some talk about you know maybe some immaturity, maybe some character issues. Um, I think that they've been able to do their homework um, behind the scenes because their contacts with Penn, Penn State. It's a need for um, the defense. Uh, we don't have to have it, but it would be something that would set the defense apart and put a strength on a different part of the uh, of the team that hasn't been there in the past. So I think um, they have enough information to justify the pick. Um, I do like Devontae Smith. Uh, some people knock on his weight. Um, you know, he weighed in 166 pounds, which is a little light, but Marvin Harrison back in the day was pretty small ran great routes, great hands, and, um, you know, now he's a Hall of Famer. So I don't – as long as he can run routes, catch the ball, I think it can work out pretty good. So either one of those picks would be great for the Giants. I'm going to say I'm gonna say this about Devontae Smith's size. you got to be able to catch the dude to hit him. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I'm not like I'm not saying he's going to outrun absolutely everybody all the time, but uh, listen, I'm an Ohio State guy. I watched that national championship. All right, so I locked in Micah Parsons. I locked him in, and 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 we sliding on down the draft because I, I like everything you guys said there. I think it all makes very good logical sense. Um, I mean, you guys are in a good spot at eleven. I really like where you're at in eleven. Isaac, I can't believe we agreed on this pick. Hey, <laughs> in the fact that I picked this pick a few weeks ago and it hasn't changed. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You guys, you guys agreed on the pick. There was no brotherly fighting or shouting. Uh, no name calling. Not That's yet. Sad. There was Not no yet. name calling. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, we're moving on. So we're down to the Browns, Brad. We're here at 26, and our worst-case scenario is here, man. Um, okay. We have a couple of trade offers. I'll read them to you after I tell you where, where we're looking at the board. All right. Um, Newsom goes 22. Uh, Bateman goes to the freaking Steelers. Um, uh, I mean, I'm not a linebacker in the first round guy, but both Zayvon Collins and Jermaine Davis have gone. Uh, Quiddy okay. Pay and JOK are gone. Azizo Jalari is gone. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're sitting at 26. And if you take out the top five guys on the, on the board are running backs, tackles and guards. So after that, Caleb Far, Caleb Farley, Jason Owe, and Trevon Morig are the top guys. And then of course, uh, Afitu Malafonwu down there from Syracuse. They're about the top guys at positions that we want. Uh, do you want me to read any other specific positions or do you want me to give you the trade offers? Uh, is, is, is Barmore gone? Mm-hmm. Yes. He went 20. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and Osai's gone. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm a big advocate at this point uh, that they just really need to address cornerback. Uh, so Farley's on the board there. I, I, I'm willing to take him um, okay. if he falls that far. That's how I feel about it. I, I think he's probably the best cornerback in the class uh, or could be. Um, he's up there, but because of his medicals, he's going to drop potentially. And it's a weird year where they aren't getting the full medical, you know, rundown. Everything's a little bit off this year with the lack of combine. The scouts were limited in what they were able to see. So it's very possible that he does fall like this. And I think it's something that maybe they could take advantage of because he is a super talented guy. I mean, if 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 he's sitting there at the board in 26 – if if Barry picks him, it's because Barry doesn't have a shroud of a doubt that the medical will be okay. Right, right. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Let's take Caleb Farley and let's move on. Yeah, um, I think that that's a huge need that they need to address. And uh, you know, they just don't have any depth out wide, wide corner. They and and the guys that they are depending on to start there haven't been available all that often. So I think that uh, getting Farley there is is a steal. I think. I I, abs- I think he's a like you said. I mean, I remember what six seven months ago they said he was the number one corner in the class. Yeah. So. All right. So all right. Um, here's an interesting position for you, Giants fan. You guys are back on the clock here at forty two. We're moving right along here. You got one trade offer. Since there's only one, I'll go ahead and read it to you. So the Kansas City Chiefs are offering you picks fifty eight. 
and a 2022 second round for pick 42. So trade back 16 spots and get a second next year. I'd say my opinion would be stay where we're at and not trade back at at this point. You good with that, Aaron? Yeah, I think um, uh, Dave Gettleman doesn't exactly trade back in his history as a GM. I don't see the Giants do that. If I was in the seat, you know, we we did make we did lose a third round pick uh, to get um, Williams and sign him uh, trade trade for him from the Jets. So I don't see us doing that this year. I might actually choose to make the trade just because I think we might be able to make a trade to add a player later on in the season. Um, so I, I actually would go the opposite way at, if we have the opportunity to move back a few slots, um, do so. I. I may or may not have already rejected it. <laughs> no worries. That's okay. I am doing a terrible job. We are we are two picks in and it is it is fantastic. Okay. Roger Goodell is fired. Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta make, you gotta make it interesting. That's all. Yeah. That's okay. So who, who's our top available then? All right. I'll give you your top five, and then you guys, if you want any me to switch over to any positions, let me know. So one of my favorite guys in this draft, uh, corner Afitu Melifonwu, the corner from Syracuse, is the top guy on your board. You got the Alabama Alabama tackle Alex Leatherwood, the D tackle out of Washington. Um, I'm not going to attempt to say his name. Brad, do you happen to know how to say his name? Levi. That's just just what I'm going to call him, right? Levi. That's right. His first name's Levi. That's where we're going. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even. I can't say his last name. On on Wuzurike. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I, the only reason I can say a Fitu Melifonwu is because uh, Jeff Lloyd loves him on Locked on Brown, so I've heard him say it a hundred times. Yeah. So that just happens to be the only reason I can say that. Um, the guy that I think is uh, is also a top 10 talent, if you're okay with the medicals, Jalen Phillips, the edge from Miami, is still here on the board. And then Wyatt Davis, oh. the guard from Ohio State. Yeah, I would take uh, I would take Phillips in a heartbeat. If he's on the board, take him. Yeah. Yeah, I – I think it's a no brainer if he, if he, and I'm, and I will say that I do believe he slips out of the first just because it's a concussion situation. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you feel good with the medicals, Jalen Phillips should probably be edge one talent wise. Yeah. Oh, no, there's no question. It's scary. It's scary. Like I, I would have a really hard time. Like I, I, I would have a hard time drafting him because just because of the concussions, but at a certain point, you just have to take him because he's so good. You have the value, you know, and we don't really know the details of the medicals all that well, but I mean, he's, he's probably the best edge maybe in the draft. Yeah. The, um, a lot of folks are saying that he has the, the highest upside as far as edge rushers go. Um, and it's a, that's a huge p- position of need for the giants. We don't have a go-to edge rusher. Right. It's kind of uh, by committee, uh, by scheme, those types of things. And, so it's almost and, and that 42 is um, just absolutely a no-brainer. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we talked about uh, um, this guy in our in our previous podcast. I want to say, Jacob, I took him – did I take him round three last time? Did he fall to three or did I pick him up in two? I think you did pick him up in two because I, I do believe he fell. Yeah, because these are this is mirroring my picks from from two weeks ago. Is Micah Parsons? Um, now I'm I'm blanking on this guy's name. Phillips from Miami. Jalen Phillips, yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, foreshadowing. I think I picked an offensive tackle in round three, so we'll see where we're at in round three here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Giants, like Aaron said, it's it's getting the rule done by committee. 
And so at this point in time, you have a player that's so talented, even with concussion issues, um, you take that risk, you take that gamble, because if you bring that guy in, he's talented and he doesn't have medical issues, then you have just landed a stud, you know, in, in the second round. So I'm all for it. You, you've you landed a top 10 talent at 42. That's that's all you have to say, you know? like you. Okay. So we're sliding down here, Brad. We're at pick 59. Um, we have a couple of trades. I'll go ahead and read those to you. Um, so the Rams, who have nothing to offer us but are going to try, um, they're, they want pick 59 and 257 for 88, 141, and a third next year. Mm-hmm. That just feels like I'm trading way too far back. It does. So this is interesting, and, and I probably, for the for the uh, purpose of this exercise, wouldn't accept a trade on this. But I will make a, a point that uh, the talent pool, a couple people have told me this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Pauline uh, came on my show, and I heard Dane Brugler just say the other day, the talent pool this year is very thin. Uh, in this draft, just because of the opt-outs and the extra year eligibility. And it's just a weird year for the draft. The, uh, I heard in Pauline said that he thought there would be 300 to 350 players with draftable grades next year uh, because of the, it's just going to be a huge influx of talent. So I can see a lot of teams, maybe like the Browns potentially, not that we're going to do it tonight, but I just thought it would be worth saying on the podcast that, that, you know, with the extra third and the extra fourth the Browns have, maybe trying to get those into next, you know, get the trade those and get them into 2022 might be worthwhile for some of these teams to do. I, I'm with you 100%. I've said that on this show a few times that I'm, I'm, I, cause there's no, they don't have nine roster slots. Yeah. Nine picks is kind of silly, right? Yeah. So that being said, we got a second offer here. And okay. this one is is more realistic. Um, that could play right into what you talk. So the Kansas City Chiefs want picks fifty nine and one thirty two for pick sixty three and a third next year. Yeah, I mean that would be something I think they would consider. The tough part about fifty nine is, you know, if 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 Andrew Barry got aggressive, I think it would be coming up from 59 because the sweet spot in this draft, I think is early second round, right where the giants yeah. picked kind of, uh, I think there's yeah. a lot of value there. So maybe coming up there, maybe using some of that capital, the extra third or the extra fourth to get up to get a guy you really like in the second round is a potential Avenue that he might go to. Yeah. I, I like I like the idea of giving up 89 or 91 and going up into the forties. Somewhere yeah. in the forties. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I, you not, really like a guy, if you really like a guy and you feel like you've got a feel for the way the draft is going to uh, lay out and you got to get in front of somebody, yeah. then I think it, then you do it. Yeah. Well, here's, here's a perfect example. Two of my favorite draft crushes that I love in the second round for the Browns went one and two picks ahead of us. Elijah Moore is my favorite wide receiver in this draft. Uh, outside okay. of Bateman, he went 58. Um, and then I love Peyton Turner, the edge rusher from Houston. Yeah. Um, and he goes 56. Okay. So, so what's our best available here? So we've got Davion Nixon, the D tackle from Iowa. Uh, Rondell Moore is sitting there. I love Rondell Moore a lot. Uh, Milton Williams, 
who I think is more of an edge this year than he is a D tackle, but you know, it, it's, it's, you know, that's debatable. And then, uh, and then um, let's see, uh, Aaron Robinson, the corner from UCF. All right. So what's, uh, uh, is Alan McNeil still on the board? Yes. Yes, he is. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that's a possibility. You really like Rondell Moore, right? I I love Rondell Moore, yeah. If you want to take him here, I have no problem taking wide receiver here. I really think that's what they may do if one of these guys is there. Yeah, succession plan that's needed, and I'm totally fine with that. I think there's good value for linebacker and and edge potentially in the third round, so I'm totally fine with that. All right, we'll we'll lock him in. We'll lock Rondell Moore in, and we're sliding right down now into uh, round three. We're almost down here to the Giants pick. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting because there's this big, huge facet of Brown's Twitter that I think is going to implode if there's a day two wide receiver taken. Um, I don't know why because it makes too much sense, but I I just too many people. Have to. Good. Yeah. I was just going to say, you're, they almost have to take a wide receiver here at some point. It's another hugely talented and deep wide receiver class, and and you have to take advantage of that because you don't know what's going to happen, A, with Beckham or B, with Landry, and those are your top guys, or, or, or uh, Higgins. I mean, you really don't know after 2021. You have to keep bringing in talent to this room. And, and and Andrew Barry's not just going to mortgage the farm to win a Super Bowl today. He wants to win more than one. Yeah, and I, and I yeah. think that's that's where we are. All right, so the Giants are on the uh, on the clock here at pick seventy six. Um, so Alan McNeil, the D tackle from North Carolina State, is still there available. Uh, he's your top player on the board. Milton Williams, the D tackle from Louisiana Tech. Uh, Elijah Molden, the corner out of Washington. I like him a lot. If somehow he slides to 89, maybe double dip in there. Um, Jalen Mayfield, the tackle from Michigan and Nick Bolton, the linebacker out of Missouri are your top five. So if it was me, I I would be, I'd be considering Jalen Mayfield, that tackle out of Michigan at this point in time. Um, you, You know, Michigan has has size on the offensive line, um, and this player is not guaranteed to. He, it doesn't mean he's going to come out and be starting right at the rip, right? Uh, but one thing that the Giants don't have is they don't have depth on the offensive line. Um, you don't know what the future is with Nate Solder. Um, you don't know if he's going to have a long term um, impact in this organization. You have Andrew Thomas. Con- um, pulling up the blind side for Daniel Jones. You have Matthew Peart, which we don't know his future or if he's going to develop into a consistent starter or not. So if you bring in this guy um, and he doesn't start, what it does give you is, is it gives you some depth. And that's one thing for the line that the Giants, in my opinion, desperately need. Yep. Yeah, I was wondering, is, is Wyatt Davis still on the board? Mm, let's see here. No. Uh, Not sure where he went, but he's off the board. Let me see. I think he went in round two because I'm not he, seeing him. Yeah, some have some having him fall into the third round, but he he's a, a great interior offensive lineman. I'd love to see the Giants get. Uh, he get went. Uh, he actually went pretty early. He went 48 to the Raiders. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I like uh, what Isaac said as far as having defensive tackle. We just lost. 
um, a team captain, a defensive tackle to the Vikings and free agency. And, um, and Dalvin Tomlinson replacing that. We got a one year guy, um, kind of an unknown commodity just to be a stopgap, stopgap on the run. And, uh, so I'd love to see some, um, a potential, uh, big nose tackle that can kind of come in, give some flexibility for Dexter Lawrence to move around the front. And, uh, so I, I would go with the defensive tackle there as well. Me, me and Brad know very well about that D tackle that you signed to a one year deal. <laughs> oh yeah. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Danny Shelton, Danny Shelton is a former first round pick of the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't move very far left or right. He just kind of, he just kind of stands there. He just, is there. he likes to jump on the pile after the play though. Yeah. He does he can get flagged for it. You know, what's so funny is, as Giants and Browns are joined at the hip as far as it comes to like free agency trades, right. uh, they really are similarities. Yep. So give I me, like, give me I like the Giants defense. I think you guys have a good defense, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we have a good scheme. Um, some play. The talent is getting better and better. Um, uh, that's why I'd be surprised if I saw the Giants go with a cornerback in the first round because we've invested so much in free agency at that position. Um, yeah. But there's some rumors that's out there. Um, you know, we'll see. But I think the scheme looks really, really strong if we can hold together um, defensive coordinator for another couple seasons before maybe getting a ho- head coaching gig. Um, he, he did a lot of great work with the defense last year. Yeah. Impressive. I'm I'm really I'm really shocked. We'll we'll revisit this next offseason when when the Browns are being talked about as being purged for head coaching opportunities. <laughs> mm-hmm. A kid can dream, okay? Oh, I hope not either, but you know, I, we do have Freddie Kitchens as our uh, assistant okay. head coach. Don't, you, don't <laughs> you bring that up. <laughs> don't don't bring that up. That's mean. That's rude. Uh, sorry. <laughs> We understand. We understand. All right, so let, let's get a let's get a final consensus. We go on D tackle. We go on offensive tackle. Isaac, I'm good with the defensive tackle. I'm not sure about that specific defensive tackle. Well, Jalen Mayfield, he's an offensive tackle. He he's he's an offensive lineman. Oh, I thought you were going defense. No, I I went offensive line um, <laughs> because of the lack of depth um, with the offensive line. So I I'd go either way if. If we were going to go with defense and or even just defensive line in general, is Quincy Roche still available? Quincy Roche mm-hmm. usually falls a little bit. Yeah, he's he's available, but they have him ranked as the 105th prospect. Gotcha. So I don't know. I that's a third third edge from Miami, right? Yes. I still like Jalen Mayfield. Um, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of guys taking him at number two with the Giants. Um, so with him falling right now to three, I'm comfortable with it because you never know what's going to happen, right? It's a depth pick. You're not looking for a starter. Um, so I would stick with Jalen Mayfield, um, but you know I could be swayed. We got is, our first fight. Uh, is Tommy Togiai from Ohio State on the board? Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Yeah, it's a pick that I find interesting. He's good up front. He can move around. He's not a big guy, uh, a run stopper so much, but he can generate some quickness and some pressure from the inside. Only one year of production at Ohio State, but I really love what I saw. And, you know, he – correct me, right? He was not able to play in the final game. and uh, Or was it the other guy? I can't remember now. Um, In any case, I think he would be a sharp pick um, for the – 
for the Giants if we're looking defensive tackle. But I'm good with your pick, uh, Isaac. Um, I think I would go defensive tackle here personally, but it's your show, so you go for it. Hey, you know what? As the guest, we're going to lock in Tom, Tommy Taggy. I All right. Tackle I'll for- say this about – uh, about that pick for the Giants, I like it just because of, of putting him with Quinn and Williams in pass rush situations. Mm-hmm. I yep. think yeah. I think that's really fun. All right, Brad, we're back on the clock here at pick eighty nine. We're gonna go almost double dip. I think it's gonna be really interesting. I, I don't remember the last time the Browns went like eighty nine ninety one. Yeah, um, I like this spot here. It's really nice. So Tyson Campbell's still here, and I know Tyson Campbell is a favorite. Oh. That is my that's my draft draft crush right there. There's no way he should still be on the board at this I, point. I got him as like in that top tier of corners, in my opinion. Just lock him in. Uh, uh, I, well, let's see what else because we already went corner. So I, I I love him. I want to do it right because yeah. the problem is they're both wide corners. So mm-hmm. I mean, and you can never have enough corners. But let's see what else. What's their best edges available at this point? <laughs> Uh, so Jordan Smith from UAB is there. Um, if we drop down a little bit, Ellerson Smith from North Iowa. Yeah. I don't really like many of these edges. Uh, Quincy Roche is still there, but we can probably get him at 104. Yeah, yeah that's that. – you're not. Okay. I'm not. Yeah. What about uh, linebacker? We got uh, Jabril Cox on the board or anything like that? Cox went in the second round. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else? Um, uh, Cameron like McGrone, I think. Let me let me look here. I just seen his name and now I'm losing it. Um, yeah, Cameron McGrone is your top linebacker. The uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah, Cameron McGrone from Michigan. Uh, Chaz Surratt from uh, North Carolina, and then Tony Fields are your top ones. Okay, so Surratt I like a lot because he's that coverage uh, linebacker guy that we need, kind of. He fits the mold of what they're looking for. He's a quick uh, – I like what he his fit for potentially the Browns. Uh, but they got two picks here. So uh, what are you thinking here? They got to look defensive tackle, I think, a little bit too. What's what's on the board for tackle, defensive tackle? Uh uh, Tyler Shelvin and Bobby Brown are our top guys. Uh, the LSU guy. Um, I like I really, him. I, I like I like Tyler Shelvin. Um, I like what you said about Surratt because I look at him as potentially replacing the role that Malcolm Smith sits in right now. Um, yeah. Which you know, obviously, he's on another one year deal at the age that he's at. So I I, I mean I would be okay going Surratt. Yeah, I'm cool with that if you want to go that way. I, I think they need a linebacker here, so uh, to add to that room, add some competition for uh, Phillips. So I, have, I think that that would be a good pick, yeah. I have terribly bad news. Yes. Tyson Campbell went 90. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy, right? Of <laughs> yeah. course he did. Of course he did. No, so, that's okay, though. I, I think that – yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I think uh, they need to look – uh, man, I, is it, there's no edge, no Perkins, no Basham, nothing like that that no. fell here. No, we Where are, we are, we may miss on the edge market. Now, Jamar Johnson, the safety from Indiana, is still hanging around. Ooh, um, I really like him a lot. I like him a lot. Uh, Hafanga from USC is still hanging around. Also a stud. Um, um, 
it's just yeah, Ellerson Smith and um, Jordan Smith. Those are our top edges. Not a lot going on there. Not too much at D tackle either. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm good with Jamar Johnson if you are. I think he's a yes. hell of a player, and I think that you got to think long term there with Harrison on the last year of his rookie deal, and uh, you don't really know for sure what you're going to get from Delpit coming off an injury like that. So I think that adding – because Jamar Johnson can play anywhere. Like he can play that rover. He can play the third the third safety, be that rover guy, uh, and come up in the box, or he can play free. He can play all three safety positions. Which, he's, a, he's a stud. Which we have seen the, the versatility and what the moves that An- uh, Andrew Berry's made this offseason. Yeah. Um, so I, I like him. Yeah. So uh, we locked him in. Um, I feel really good about that. Uh, getting him there at 91. Uh, we're back in the clock here at 110. Um, this is where okay. I, and I'll ask you this. Well, I think I actually maybe swayed to, to uh, someone else, but I do love running backs here. Um, okay. I, I really let me see if he's even on here because if he's not, it's not even gonna he is, but I can probably get him a, a pick later. My guy is Khalil Herbert. Um, I love the running back from Virginia Tech. Um, I take one here, but he's kind of he's ranked one thirty four, so we can probably get him on the back end of this round. Um, okay. Uh, we still Tyler Shelvin is still here at D tackle. Yep. That's uh, a possibility. Let's see what else. Do you have like a, a like a list of the top five? Uh, do they do like that for you? Do they give you like a top five defensive uh, interior defensive guys? Yeah, I can go. I can do a breakdown of uh, D tackle or edge. So um, yeah, then, how about both of those? Can I hear okay. both of those? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Tyler Shelvin and Bobby Brown top out the D tackles. Um, whew, the D tackle from U- UCLA. His first name's Osa. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Marshall from Arkansas and uh, Jalen Twyman from uh, Pittsburgh. Over okay. on the edge, um, we got Rashid Jr. from Oregon State. Uh, Patrick Jones, the edge from Vanderbilt. Uh, Odiagbo, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the haze from Notre Dame. Okay. So, I mean, I'm totally cool with Shelvin there if you are. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think he's the best player available at that position. And it's a position of need at that spot. I think it's very great value. Yeah. That's, uh, that works for me, sir. All right. Okay. We are down to pick 116. So the Giants are back on the clock here. Um, some good players have fallen to the Giants here at 116. Uh, Kendrick Green, the guard from Illinois, uh, a guy I like a lot, uh, Trill Williams, the corner from Syracuse, uh, the other corner from Syracuse. Um, Tutu Atwell, the wide receiver from Louisville, who's a really good, interesting option for a speed guy, although he is, if you don't like, uh, if you don't like Devontae Smith's size, you won't like Tutu Atwell's size. Um, Trey Sermon, the running back from Ohio State, and Amir Smith-Marset, the wide receiver from Iowa, uh, who probably should not be on the board here. What was the the guard's name that you mentioned? Uh, Kendrick Green. Kendrick Mm -hmm. Green. Yep. 
I don't know. You're getting it. You're getting into the later rounds where you're. It's tough to pick. You know, right? Yeah. I like the. I don't know. I'm leaning towards offensive line because we didn't do that last round, but I could also just be convinced for best available player at this point in time. Aaron, what do you think? The best available player is Kendrick Green. Okay. If you believe this board, and I do like I do like their board. I like Green too. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you know, you take your best available player uh, according to need. Third round, I do like running backs here. Um, you know, it's interesting you said Trey Sermon. I we were talking Ohio State, and I hate going to Ohio State several different times because that's not going to happen, but. Um, but Trey Sermon came on at the end of the year as a do-it-all kind of back. Um, the Giants did sign a free agent, um, Devontae Booker, that's a do-it-all kind of catch out of the backfield, can get the tough yards. Um, so I, I kind of like um, a running back that can develop. Trey Sermon's had some injury pra- problems in the, in the past. The Giants tend to shy away from those types of players. Um, but uh, I think that that would be a great – uh, value pick there with a the younger running back to, to bring on up. Um, I like uh, going offensive line as well, just to get a guy that gets on gets on the on the bench, can learn from behind some of the other line uh, linemen. If an injury happens, you know you pop up. Um, I mean, we're we're at day three now. We're at, we're actually in round four. So yeah, the Giants do not have a uh, third round pick. This year, so we we kind of skip the skip that because of the trade for Leonard Williams a couple of years ago. Um, so oh, we you? go way down there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, yeah. I'm like in, I'm like I, I like Green for this situation. Um, offensive line worries me, and the more help and the more depth that we can get there, even if they don't make it past training camp or OTAs, then I think that puts us in a better place. All right, well, we'll lock Kendrick Green in there. He's a be- he's the best available player, and, and it, as Aaron alluded to, I think he's potentially the best available player at the position of need. I think he kind of checks both of those boxes there. Yeah, I like it. So we're back on the clock here at one thirty-two, and this is my sweet spot for Khalil Herbert. Can I interest you in a Khalil Herbert, sir? Yeah, go for it. If yeah, I mean running back, sure, I, I can do that. I'm I, I'm not going to object to it. It's certainly uh, uh, if you think he's the best player on the board for them, that you, I'm cool with that. Do you do? You, well, let me ask you this: Do you have a preference between Herbert and Stevenson, the Oklahoma guy? Because those are your top guys that are there. No, I like the I like the choice of the back. I just don't know if, if I would go running back in this draft. This is my only thing. But if you think that, then I'm I'm cool with it. Let me ask you this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is Ode Yingbo still on the board? Uh, Vanderbilt Edge. The Vanderbilt Edge. Let me see here. I just seen his name, and I don't know if that's because he, huh? What would you know if uh, the Ravens took him 131? Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right. Huh? That's how it usually uh, plays out. Uh, exactly how it what, plays out. Uh, what's the best corners on the board? Just curious. We do still have – we have Keith Taylor, uh, the the other Washington corner. It depends on what you view Sean Wade as. He's there. Um, I don't really know if I can – I'm not sure about Sean Wade. I watch DJ Daniel from Georgia. 
Um, I like Benjamin St. Juiced, and he yeah. is still there. I'm not sure if you go quite this high for him. Um, yeah, no, I was hoping there was going to be a better... Uh, uh, I'm looking for kind of a, another a slot, maybe a nickel corner replacement, like a Thomas Graham, maybe if he was on the board Thomas or whatever. Thomas on the board. I love Thomas Graham. Yeah. Uh, that would be my only other option besides running back, but I am totally with you if you want to go running back because it's certainly going to be an issue here, you know, depending on what they decide to do with Chubb. So to have somebody there uh, makes a lot of sense. If you think he's a special player, I'm with you. All right. Yeah, I, let's let's lock him in there and let's see if we can snag Thomas Graham the next go around because I like Thomas that, Graham. That sounds fine. I like Khalil Herbert. Um, I'm not – it's – it's one of those things where, uh, and maybe it's just I listen to too much Locked On Browns, but I've heard his name way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, I tend to get swayed a little bit by some of my uh, podcast guys. I, I, I'm with you on the Tyson Campbell thing, though, because. Oh, that's my boy. If, yeah. If, especially in the right position, if he can, if he's there. We've got a big we're we're still going. We apparently you guys do not have a fifth round pick. Are you aware of that? We are we are we are back to the Browns at pick 169. I oh my know. gosh. Wow. Yeah. All right. We went we went down quite a bit there. I, I didn't know the Giants weren't picking there. Um okay. So Diablo is there, the the Virginia Tech safety. Um yeah. Thomas yep. Graham is still there. I hold okay. on. Let me make sure. I just saw his name, but then I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, Thomas Graham's still down there. Uh, Quentin Morris is an interesting guy. The Bowling Green tight end, I think, is interesting. Okay. Um, uh, Darius Stills, the is still there. Um, is there a specific position? Maybe Edge. Edge. Uh, I think. Okay, so there's. Down here, you start to get to look at, like, you know, Project Edges. Uh, the kid from Florida State, what's his name? Um, Janoris Robinson. Robinson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is he there? Yes, he is. What's his rank on there? Uh, 193. Okay, and we are at what? 169. Okay. So, I mean, what about, uh, what's the rank on our our little nickel corner there from uh, uh, Oregon? Yeah, they got him. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that that there's no way. There's no way Thomas Graham should be there at 204. Right. I yeah, that seems a little off to me. Uh any any other corners there? Um that jump off the page to you? St. Juice is still hanging around. Radarius uh, Williams, any of those guys? No. Yeah, or no, just Avery Williams. I saw Williams. Um yeah, just the guys for me, Thomas Graham and St. Juiced are the only guys there that really. Okay. And my- there's nothing. Is Jordan Smith is gone now or no? Yeah. Yeah. Cha- okay. Chauncey Goldston is our top edge. And then Janoris Robinson. I mean, I'm good with Graham if you are. I don't agree with that uh, evaluation of him at 204. Uh, I'm looking at a list that has him much higher than that right now. I, I heard uh, Pete Smith 
said, and I love Pete Smith. Th- the reason that Pete Smith loves Thomas Graham is that he has never lost an argument on the football field. Uh, <laughs> he is going to get in your ear and chirp you all day long. Yeah. And, and for the Browns to double up with two corners that you feel good about like that, I think that that I will feel come out of the draft feeling so much better about that room. Yeah. I mean, tip, let's be honest. Like I, I MJ Stewart, you know, the depth behind their starting three is just non-existent. Like those guys aren't long for this roster, in my opinion. Uh, I even think they might add somebody else in free agency. Like I would love to see them go get uh, a, a corner in free agency, like Conley or Stephen uh, Nelson, perhaps. Uh, Nelson would be exceed expectations, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah. Um, the, what's the kid from Kansas city? His name is escaping me right now. Uh, Oh, Breland. Breland. Yeah. I Breland. I'm really high on. I think he would be a great, uh, a pickup or depth pickup for them. Especially Um, as a depth piece. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he did. I mean, he, he's this guy that's handsy, you know, he's played a lot of playoff football. Uh, I mean, he, he wreaked havoc for the Browns. I mean, he was all, Mm -hmm. you know, he was very sticky on our, our wide receivers in that game. So, yeah, I, I like him as a as a potential free agency piece in because they I, for me they kind of got to redo overhaul the depth too. Yeah, there I don't that, really that trust room. anybody after the first three. Yeah, and I'm not even sure I can go the th- go all the way to three that I trust. Uh, well, well, Troy, counting Troy Hill, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, if, or if you're not counting greedy, I don't know what you're saying there. But, yeah, so so if you say greedy, Denzel and Troy Hill are your, you know, yeah. potential starters, right? But I can't trust that greedy is going to be healthy. Yeah. And and then you got to worry about the, the couple games that Denzel, you know, potentially misses. As misses, well. yep. Because yep. he's going to, you know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, All right. Giants are finally back on the board. You guys are going to be on the board uh, quickly. We got you at 196, and then we're going to hit you again at 201 here. So a couple of, couple of, what were we at? Are we at the, we're we're in six, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we're in round six. So you got a couple of six round picks here. All right. So uh, Benjamin St. Juice, the corner from Minnesota, is the top prospect. You have uh, Robert uh, Hainsey, the guard from Notre Dame, Trevon Grimes, the other wide receiver from Florida. Cameron Bynum, the corner from California, and uh, Janoris Robinson, the Florida State Edge, is still hanging around. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, Cameron Bynum's probably the pick here. Um, they'll be looking for a corner. Uh, I said earlier, Giants have invested so much in free agency at the cornerback position the last two years. Um, so they'll want to get a young guy to add to the team uh, that's at a uh, – very, very um, inexpensive rate. And so I think Cameron Bynum, California, gives some depth, some development. Um, you know, we uh, we took a corner, um, um, Deontay Holmes from UCLA last year. So I think uh, we have some scouts out there that will want to see that he, he brings some some great value late in the draft. So I, I like Cameron yep. Bynum. Yep. You, you clear on that, Isaac? Yeah, I agree. I mean, <laughs> at, at this point in time in the draft, it, this is this is where you're like, who do we pick? Who's that guy? Who's yeah, that guy? You are you are at this point, but um, I'm probably drunk at this point, just like being like, hey, is the draft still going on? 
You look for the best available and you look for what you need um, in depth. So I'm all about it. Um, interestingly enough, uh, uh, for Isaac and I in high school, uh, day three of the draft was our prom. Yeah. We were, at- we, were, we were at we were at prom when the Browns drafted Brian Robisky. Yeah, oh, yeah. And we were yeah. we were at these when they when the Giants drafted Hakeem Nix. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was that's that was what was going on in our lives. <laughs> yeah, our dates were not happy. We were just kind of glued to the TV, but you know, that's okay. Listen, my date ditched me. She didn't even go to my school, and she ditched <laughs> me at prom when she didn't even go to my school and know anybody there. All right. So a little bit, I'm still a little bit Ouch. mad about that. that yeah. 15 years ago. I'm mad about that. Uh, <laughs> Giants are back on the board. 201. Uh, a lot of the same characters. Uh, Robert Hainsey's still there. Uh, Larry uh, Borum, the guard from Missouri. Kerry uh, Vincent Jr. is a corner. I assume you won't go corner again. Um, Awuska, the tackle from uh, Buffalo, and uh, Crosswell, a safety from Arizona State. I was curious, is Elijah Mitchell, running back from Louisiana, still on the board? Mm. Uh-oh. I thought I clicked on the thing. I didn't. Uh, no. No? Ah. So I have a little conspiracy theory about him. Uh, Giants, this past offseason – signed a new offensive line assistant to the assistant type coach, Rob Sale. He came from Louisiana, and I think they've got a inside shot at uh, some players there. But anyway, if he's off the board already, that would that would uh, seal the deal. So I, I think Giants go back offensive line here again, building depth. Um, is Robert Jones uh, from Middle Tennessee State? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think a pick like Robert Jones or something similar um, can can get. Um, he's a big guy, three nineteen, six four, uh, can swim around the different parts of the offensive line. They'll look for an offensive lineman they think that can play multiple positions. Uh, maybe go into center, back out to guard, and even swing tackle if they absolutely had to. That we'll is that is a that is a lot there. of man. Yep. Yeah, that is a that is a big guy. <laughs> you good there, Isaac? You like I'm that pick? Yeah, I'm looking at his uh, report now. Six five, three hundred and thirty pounds. That's a, yeah. a big human being. Um, yeah, let's go for it. I'm all about depth on the op- offensive line. Give us a mauler. Yeah, we'll take it. Yep. Give you. I, I, I'll tell you what. Like, there's nothing that makes me happier than watching Wyatt Teller clips. <laughs> yeah. That that man will maul some people now. Um. All right, Brad. We're back on the board. We're at two eleven. Um. Okay. We got a lot of. Is this it? I think this is it for us, right? We have two fifty-seven. It's okay. uh, Yeah, that's right. Two fifty-seven. All right. Uh, What's our top five available or whatever? So we've got uh, we've got uh, Awosika from uh, the the Buffalo tackle, Um, the Illinois receiver. I'm not butchering your name. Um, Baby, what is it? I know it ends in Bebe. Yes. Something, uh, something at Torre Bebe. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Um, the, the Florida state edge, uh, Kando still there. Um, and, and a guy I like here, uh, down just a little bit though, is, uh, Jonathan Cooper, the Ohio state edge. Um, mm-hmm. 
he and he would round it out. Uh, well, uh, Jane, uh, Gene Charles, the Appalachian State Corner, is also there. And he, what are the other edges besides Cooper? And uh, let's see. Let me get back up here. Um, Kando, Cooper, uh, Patrick Johnson, the Tulane guy, the in uh, Rumpf from Duke. I like. I like. I like I like the Duke guy. I like I like Patrick Johnson from Tulane as well. Mm-hmm. I think you. I think out of the, all those guys, is is Herring still there? No. Yes. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I I think you're on the right track with Cooper. I guess. I think he's probably the best of those guys. Yeah, I, I it's the best of you know the end of end of round six to address yeah. the edge. But I mean, I, it's a project. It's a project pick, right? Um, and uh, maybe he can play some rotate rotational. He's big for an edge, isn't he? Yeah, I think um, if I, I, I might be wrong, but I believe Cooper started on the inside at Ohio State originally. Yeah. So he brings some versatility, and that's what they want. They want guys that can go in and out and kind of uh, do it both. Uh, that's what they're going to do with Clowney. So. I'm all for that pick if you are. Yep. I'm so excited for what they're going to do with Clowney. Don't even – we would talk yeah. for another hour about that. So we are back on the clock. The Giants aren't picking in the seventh round. We are on the clock here at pick 257, round out this draft. Um, we could take a kicker. He's the best available. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> Don't draft kickers. That's what we learned, I think. We learned over the years. I hope we learned it. Um, so Ben Mason, the running back from Michigan, I'll skip the kickers that are here. Um, I'll skip the quarterback. I like Larnell Coleman, he, the tackle from Massachusetts. I've taken him a few times at 257, just as like a, they have a million offensive linemen, but like I've heard them linked to a ton of offensive linemen. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They've got some talented depth, you know, with those guys they found at the end of last year. But, you know, you never know. The only other position I would look at here is tight end. Yeah. So tight end, uh, we have uh, Pro Wells is still there, the tight end from TCU. Um, Yeah, I kind of like him. I do, too. Um, So, I mean, I'm good with either Wells or the tackle. Either one. Your choice. Let's take Wells. Let's take the tight end because I think I I truly believe there's a high chance that the Browns subscribe to the take a tight end and take a run, uh, a running back every year. Uh, there's a lot of okay. people. A lot of people I think do that. So yeah. All right. I will. We we are finished with our mock draft. I will read our mock drafts. We went a little bit longer than I thought we would, uh, and then I'll just jump around and 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 um. And give everybody the opportunity real quick as we before we sign off to uh, tell us the biggest thing your team can come away with. It doesn't have to be your first round pick, but what is the most important thing or player or position that you believe the, the Browns or the Giants should come away from? So uh, I, I'll read the Browns draft. Uh, me and Brad, I think we had a pretty good draft. Um, Caleb Farley, Rondell Moore, Chaz Surratt. Um, Jamar Johnson, Tyler Shelvin, Khalil Herbert, Thomas Graham, Jonathan Cooper, and Pro Wells. Um, yeah, I, the only thing I feel really good about that draft. I think it's I think it's excellent. I'd be happy with it if that was reality for sure. Um, 
the I don't know. We don't know, but I don't know if Barry will gamble on a medical guy is my one concern. You know, I would do it, but I don't know if he will uh, with Farley. Now, I I would hope he would if he fell that far. But and and the other thing is they may, you know, he he very much downplayed drafting for need very much the other day. Like they're just going to take he wants to just take best player available for the long term. But they they do need to address it's wildly inappropriate to think that they are okay at cornerback right now. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's where I feel. So I, that's the one thing I, that you want. That's my thing that they have to solve. Um, and the one regret I think I have from the draft, if we could have done it better, maybe, but the board didn't fall that way. So it's kind of hard to do that, but I think, maybe address edge earlier because you need a long-term solution there. Right. So I was really hoping and it just didn't work out. I love finding a way to get Peyton Turner on day two. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Peyton Turner just, he just gets after it. And, and I agree with you. That's what I I wanted us to draft edge earlier. But like I told you, when we got to 26 and even at at 59 for me was Rondale Moore, but like, uh, 26 there was nobody like i was not taking yeah. any of those edges at 26 um yeah no I, i'm with you 100 corner yeah we got to fix it yeah I, I yeah it just it's about depth and, and and uh understanding the the issues that we have with availability with the guys that we do have you know troy hill helps a ton but he only helps a ton if you have a guy that can step in behind him so yeah. you know yeah uh, I think you got to address it maybe a couple times here before the season starts. For sure. All right, let's get over to the Giants draft. You guys can say your parting words, and we will get you all out of here at a nice, crisp 10 p.m. on a Monday. All right, um, the Giants, the Michael Parsons trade and the Jay- the trade Michael Parsons and Jalen Phillips picks uh, that mirrored uh, Isaac's from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Tommy Togai man, I really stumble on his name Uh, in the third round, Kendrick green, uh, Cameron Bynum, and then Robert Jones, the guard from middle Tennessee to round it out. So how do you guys feel about your draft? And what's the one thing the giants have to address? Overall, I feel pretty good about the draft that we, we set up this evening. Um, Oh yeah. I think that it, it, it fixes, not necessarily fixes maybe the wrong word, but it helps a lot of the needs that the giants have going into the off season and the upcoming season, I like the Micah Parsons um, pickup. I really like the Phillips pickup. He's he's a talented guy, you know. Injury risks aside, I mean, if we if he can show up and not have injury issues later down the line, then that is a steal at two. Um, overall, I'm happy with it. Uh, one thing that I hope going into to this week as we start the actual draft is I want to see the Giants, you know play off of their needs, which is hopeful on any draft, right? Uh, But we don't get any huge surprises, right, of trying to reach too far into the draft to find those special guys um, that we see every year and they end up being busts. Um, I think that we've done a lot of good in the the free agency this year. I think we're a lot better of a team right now than what we were three months ago. Um, I want to see that momentum keep building through the NFL draft, um, and I'm optimistic about that, I'm hoping 
I really hope that Dave Gettleman um, does not use this draft to make huge moves to keep his job, right? You know, I want him to make moves to, to build a team, but I don't want those, you know, all-in risky plays to get that one guy in hopes that it may be enough to, to keep him um, with the organization. Everybody that has listened, ever listened to the Blue and Orange Football Podcast, you thought that we were not going to take a shot at Dave Gettleman tonight, and you were wrong. <laughs> we take shots at him, and just for the record, since you didn't think I was going to do it, Evan Ingram can't catch a cold. <laughs> right. So true. Mic drop. Yeah, you know, I, I like um, I like the draft that we set up tonight. I think um, main thing for me is the first two rounds have got to come away with impact players. I think the the players that we picked tonight um, uh, are those impact players. Yes, it's it's defense heavy, um, but I think that means the defense uh, becomes the strength of the Giants. Then Daniel Jones, hey, manage the game, play within yourself, take the plays when the plays are there. Let's run the ball um, and. Uh, and, and kind of have a grinded out type of team, which is what we were last year. All of our wins were grind out wins um, there. I think for the first, I don't know, it was like the eight first eight games or nine games. They were all uh, decided by inside of 10 points, all of them collectively, you know? And um, so I just think that this sets the team up for making that playoff run. Um, and, uh, and so I like what we picked. I do think there's a receiver in there someplace. It didn't come out on our picks tonight. But um, there has to be some depth added at receiver, so I do expect uh, the Giants to add a receiver someplace in there. But uh, impact players, and then I think uh, we're going to have a good season, barring uh, some fortune and, and no injuries. Uh, I'll just say real quickly, I, I really like your guys' draft for the Giants. I mean, if you go Parsons and Phillips, I mean that's elite guys right there. Yeah, first two rounds, and then Green is a. I mean, he's going to be a starting lineman at some point, if not right away. So, I mean, I think that those are really good picks and, and you're addressing along the line of scrimmage, which is kind of what the Giants are all about, right? So, yeah. that, that, When I think of Giants football, that's what I think of. Yeah. Fight, fighting in the trenches. Yeah. Well, guys, I think we had a, a great hour. I had a very busy day today, so I, I thank all of you for taking this hour uh, out of your evenings to talk with me, talk football. It's some of my favorite times. You guys have been wonderful, wonderful guests. Thank you for, uh, for joining us this night. Um, good luck three nights from tonight when I will still be awake. Cause somehow the Browns will still not have picked. <laughs> um, I don't know how uh, usually by 10 o'clock I can go to bed, but that's just not what's going to happen to three weeks from three days, three nights from tonight. So guys, Thank you very much. Get used to it. Get used to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm <laughs> I'm excited. Let's do it. So, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for all you listeners. Please rate, subscribe, share, tweet, yell at me on Twitter. I love it. So, um, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, guys.